the highest of the love. And with philia, that's where we get like Philadelphia. City of brotherly love. Which everyone knows. That's what they're famous for, loving on everybody at Philly. Like, you know, sports fans. Sure, it's because of the love or because of the Protestant invasion. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a real thing. Philadelphia, it's, it's a very it's a great irony that they are in the city of brotherly love and they are probably the most vicious, mean spirit really? sports fans. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, okay. they're so We also talk about how like Philly is where we get like the Francophile, lover of things that are French, Anglophile, lover of things that are English. English. What kind of a file are you? Ooh, what kind of a bookophile? Isn't that a, isn't that... I'm sure there is such a Libra, Libraphile? Well, I mean, that's because Liber is, is, is Latin, and file oh. is Greek, so I, there, I'm sure there's a, there is something, I don't okay. think it's that, but it could be. But you love the books. I love the books. You love the books. I love the books. I'm... What do you file? I'm a, oof, you know what, I am, I'm a TV file. <laughs> I mean, I prefer the streaming because I hate commercials, but... So I am not a commercial file. <laughs> I don't like commercials. A few people are. Although, during the Super Bowl, everyone becomes a commercial file. Ironic. Yeah. People, the game's going on, everyone's talking, and then... Hey, shh, quiet. Yeah, quiet down the commercials. That's how it is in my house. Yeah. Uh, well, my family's house, not my house, but... Occasionally, um, the fourth quarter comes around, everybody gets dialed in if it's a good yeah. game. But usually, it's like a commercial file for one night a year. It's or all out of commercials. commercials. Yeah, <laughs> ah, whatever. So anyway, but yeah, well, there's lots of different types of love. We'll break them all down. We'll talk about love today on Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who will inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm Fads Dominic. I'm Paul Eric. Love. We came, we've done all the virtues. We did the, the cardinal virtues, the theological virtues, ending today on this Holy Week. Uh, now we're probably in the Triduum by the time this drops. It's Holy Thursday. Um, this should be Holy Thursday. So we're in the Triduum now, and love. That's what we're ultimately celebrating. Every time we celebrate the Mass, every time we pray, every time we go to a sacrament, it's all about the God who is love, which we read in First Letter of St. John, chapter 4, verse 8. I love that quote. I also love to pray. That's good. Should we pray? <laughs> we should pray. Thank you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, you love. And wherever we experience love, we are experiencing you. Love in our friendships, love in our uh, deeper relationships, love of, of nature and of the sacraments and prayer. Lord, every time we experience love, we experience you. Help us to always know that truth. Help us to always be focused on you, uh, to all, all of our work may finish with your completion, with your guiding hand, and that um, all of our evangelical efforts um, are, find their fulfillment and origin in you. And with all this intercession of Our Lady, uh, Queen of our hearts, Queen of this podcast, Queen of our parishes, we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Edward, Pray for us. our Lady of Sorrows, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Lady of Sorrows, awesome. Well, especially we get into the Passion yeah. in these coming days. Yeah. Figure she's a good lady to so call upon. We went on a, we talked about pilgrimages before Lent, and we went True. on a pilgrimage to Our Lady of Sorrows, a beautiful basilica, dear listener. If you have never been to Our Lady On the of west side of Chicago, go. Go. It is open to the public on Saturdays. They have a great devotion to St. Peregrine, um, the patron saint of cancer, mm-hmm. um, and cancer victims. Um, and people suffering with cancer. And then they are a, a parish, that, so they have Sunday Mass as well. Um, but you can always, if you get a group of people, um, contact them and they're willing to open up. It is a magnificent space. Um, and it's uh, run by the Servites, mm-hmm. and they have a strong devotion to Our Lady of Sorrows. I, while there, I picked up a Servite rosary. Oh? Yeah. They have their own rosary? Yes. They have septets, so there are seven beads. For the seven styles of Mary. And there are seven septets, so it's not five Interesting. decades. Interesting. Septets. And then I was like, well, I know why Mary's so sorrowful. Because you pray <laughs> that, you get, she gets cheated out of a rosary. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got seven times seven is 49 Hail Marys, and then a regular rosary is 50, so she gets cheated out of, you know. Oh, but man. I don't think she minds. No. It's cool. <laughs> but yeah, so our lady of is beautiful. And then during, like you said, during the, the Triduum, what a time to, to focus on, on Mary's, her own suffering, walking alongside her son. One of the few faithful to the end. But still there because of love. Because of love. Because of love. love. Uh, and then who's loving, love incarnate. Amen. Which is amazing. So let's quickly go through this, those other areas of love so that we can talk about God who is love. That's what we're all about. Um, so, and, and we'll give, we'll talk about St. Thomas Aquinas, <laughs> although he didn't come up with this, Aristotle came up with this, and Thomas just stole it, like he does everything. <laughs> so Thomas Aquinas stole from Aristotle these stages of love, so he started with the philia love, which is a love of Friendship, yeah, the love that I have for Paul, the love I have for Valerie, the love that you have for your friends. Um, it's it's a love that I it's it's you know the most simple definition of love that we do get from Thomas. I give him all the credit there to will the good of the other as other. So be because you are other, and I see the image of God in you, and I see that you are my brother or sister in Christ, baptized or not. I love you and I will the good for you because I want, why wouldn't I want you to, to have all the goodness, right? Uh, yeah, it's so important, right, to remember that these virtues are habits, right? That they are things that we do. Like love is not just something that floats around in the ether and sometimes falls down on us and captures our heart. Right. Love is something that we do. It's a choice, it's an act. And it, and it takes, no it takes practice. Is. I mean, even in this feeling of love, right? I mean, Competition is a good thing. Competition uh, helps to progress society and culture and, um, and make ourselves better. But even though I'm competing against whoever my competitor is, that doesn't mean I love them less because I want to beat them, nor so there shouldn't be any pride if I win whatever we're competing at. But also... 
I should not feel bad or wish ill on them if they beat me because I love them. I'm willing the good for them. And in some sense, I want you to beat me. Uh, and because I want you to beat me, I should keep upping my game so that it's harder to beat me so that we're both helping each other get better. You know what I mean? So that's the love of friendship. It's so hard to get to that level of, com- of competitiveness. But it is so beautiful. That pesky original sin gets in the way. Yeah, but when you see it, it's really cool to see people that are super competitive but celebrate each other's achievements and they just push each other to get better. Shout out to one of the girls in our eighth grade class. So this year, our eighth grade girls at St. Edward's School won the championship in basketball. Yes, they did. And uh, the school we won against, Queen of All Saints Basilica, who are our rivals. Um, but the, our two... The, 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 the two, I would say, most competitive athletes for both our team and their team um, are great friends. They both play on a separate travel team that's outside of our schools, and they end up playing each other. St. Ed's one. Woof. What, go, big, go Big Red. Um, but it was great because at the end of the game, I mean, these two girls, are, they're tall. They're both very athletic they're, they're, they're star athletes, and they'll do great in high school. So seeing them play against each other was, was fun because they were both very good. But then at the end of the game, because they're friends, they came together. They gave each other a hug. The other girl congratulated our girl. And, like, they're going to play a game again the next night in their travel team. I mean, it was, that's beautiful. That's, yep. that's this philia love um, at, its, at its best. Yeah, you want other people to do great as long as you are also wanting yourself to do great and by great it doesn't mean winning the most adulation it means becoming fully and most completely the person that God created you to be and you're rooting for Amen. everybody to, to realize that potential right. and it's beautiful when it's when you see it it is beautiful it's, and it's arresting because we don't see it as often right. as we ought because of original sin because we're humans but also because we have, I think, an unhealthy fixation in society on competition devoid of love. Right, yeah. And that's about me and my autonomy and blah, blah, that's blah. That's the opposite of love. Yeah, it is. Turning inward, self-love is, the, is, is not a real thing, right? Like, it's, it's self-obsession. Yeah. It's myopic. And it's not self-giving. It's not the act of willing the good for another. And that's what true love is. And so... So the, then that next level of love, which it's also easy to, to confuse, would be the... Um, eros. Eros, thank you. Um, which is where we get the word erotic. Uh, that's a more passionate love. And this, this is something, I'll, I'll leave it to the married man to explain, but there is a difference between this type of love, this eros love, this passionate love, we'll use more than erotic because it... I don't want to confuse there is a distinction here. It's different from the sin of lust, right? So um, when I lust after someone, I'm objectifying their body, and I'm seeing them not as someone to love. I'm not seeing them as someone to will their good because they are other. I'm seeing something that will pleasure me. That's sinful because I'm objectifying the person. This Passionate love, which is between husband and wife, um, in our Catholic context, um, is very different. So I'll leave it to the married man to help with that distinction. Um, in in that, 
Yeah, I'll let. So I, well, I mean, I think that it's interesting. Right? Like, so far, we've mentioned two things, two different types of love. And we we often can't separate what is good, the good love, yeah. from the corrupt, bad version of it, right? right? Like, and it's easy to slip from the good into that corrupt, cheap yes. version. And unfortunately, especially in modern American society, we're constantly being pulled down. We're being pulled away from the high ideal and towards this kind of crass, cheap imitation of it. And so that's like... But then now I can can only show love because of physical intimacy. Right. You know, I mean, I... I I kind of scandalize some of our students um, when we talk about love because... When I tell them you know, that intimacy is more than than physical, right? I mean, I'm I am very intimate with many people that I'm very close to, and I share the the deep parts of my heart, and that vulnerability makes it very intimate. So I can be intimate with someone without having to sexualize that intimacy, and that's something, as you're saying, like our our current culture just manipulates and distorts what love is, and you know, kids watching anything on, on their screens, it tells them that, you know, to show you that I love you, that there has to be some, more, some form of physical intimacy. And that's, that, that's true for a certain type of love, but I can be intimate with you in this filia love and, and open up my heart. And, you know, yeah, it, and it's, and it but the world has been distorting this. The evil one has right. been distorting this. It doesn't this. become self-giving until... And, and we are grateful for the teachings of Holy Mother Church mm-hmm. in, in guiding us because it's so easy to get pulled away from it. Like that's why God gave us the beautiful sacrament of holy matrimony. Amen. When a man and a woman are there together in an act of self-giving, free will to give of themselves in a way fully. that... Fully. Not just, not just insofar as like, well, I'm going to do the dishes tonight because I love my wife, but like, hey... When we come together and, and join together, we are open up to children. And you talk about the ultimate self-denial is to say, I'm willing to be with you and stick with you forever with these children that could, if God graces us with children, could come to our family. And I'm going to be there to support you because it's hard. Mm-hmm. Right? It's hard. And so that's what, I think that's mm-hmm. why Eros is such a that's God gave us Eros. to make, He made it so strong and such a powerful uh, dynamic force in us. Because it, it we need it. Right? Mm-hmm. We if we don't if we didn't have that strong sense of attachment that comes with the arrows, that attraction to the other person, like for me, for my wife, like man, it's hard, and like we annoy each other. I probably annoy her, she annoys me. <laughs> but like, and and we get annoyed with our kids sometimes. Yes, sure, yeah, we do. But yeah, it's it's that bond that God, it's a gift. Arrows is a gift from God um, when used responsibly and and prayed about and yes. done again through all of the other virtues that have led up to love boom that's it right like St. Paul says the greatest of these is love keep an eye out listeners for a future podcast on theology of the body and we'll unpack that a lot more because everything that you just said is true and spot on and there's just so much more underneath the surface of what you just said yeah. but we need to talk about agape, agape. which is unconditional perfect love and this is the love that the father has for all of us or the blessed trinity really not just god the father that the blessed trinity has for all of us this is just an, a love that is unmerited and not 
There's nothing we need to do to deserve it. And Deacon Keith, um, go to our Parish YouTube channel if you're listening to the podcast on whatever you might be listening to this to. If you're on our YouTube channel already, go to our YouTube channel, find the recordings of our parish mission. Night two, um, I think is when... Night one was his father's... Might have been night one, yes. And then, yeah. So go listen to that. It was awesome. Yeah, it was um, dynamic. But that, that love, it's perfect it's perfect love i think what i love most about deacon keith's explaining of of the father's love is that it's for those of us that have been lucky to have good parents and i understand not everybody was not everybody in this world was fortunate to have good solid parents a solid mom and a solid dad to love them Uh, but for those of us like myself i know paul um, that had good parents the Father's love for us is more perfect than how our parents loved us. Um, and so you know, Deacon Keith made, made the point that we never go to our, our parent and say, you know, dear loving mother, I know that I'm a terrible child and I do not deserve your love and that I didn't listen to you yesterday and that I uh, disobeyed you by not throwing the garbage and not picking up my toys and not cleaning my room. I'm so sorry that I'm an awful, terrible child. But if you would please be so kind as to give me dinner tonight, I would greatly appreciate it. We don't... (laughs) We don't do that. What do we do? We show up, we sit at the dining room table, and food is put in front of us because we know mom and dad are going to feed me. Um, and I, when, you know, I, when Deacon Keith put it that way, I mean, I, I know that that's true, and it's something I preach on myself often, but when he put it in that example and that, used that language, I was like, man, that's, that's just so true. Yeah. Like, there's no... The way we approach God has really, you would not think we have the virtues of faith and hope, you know, like, um, but that love, again, it's, it's more perfect than our parents' love for us. So that's often another thing I tell parents when they come to confession. I often remind them, like, look, your children I, will make your teeth itch, and <laughs> you love them still, I mean, you because yeah, more often than not, a, a common sin among parents is losing their temper with their children, which, yeah, you temperance is a virtue we talked about a few podcasts ago. Um, but even though it's easy to lose our temper, you know, we have to, I, I remind parents, like, as a parent, you have a unique view into how God loves that as a celibate man, I, I, I theorize about, but I have no real experience of. Um, no matter what your children do that annoy you, you still love them and you'll still move heaven and earth for them. The Father's love for us is even more perfect than how you love your particular children. That's that agape love. And I think to love, there's another name for it too. Caritas. Yes. Um, And it's charity. Mm. And I think that sometimes that helps us when we use that term, because love is so deeply tied in our cultural milieu that we live in to that ooey-gooey romantic rom-com love Mm -hmm. that it's hard for us to see what you're talking about Mm -hmm. and call it the same thing. So sometimes calling it charity can can help. Yeah. Um, It doesn't have to. It does the same thing. 
There's yeah. different names for the exact same virtue, love or caritas. I mean, we have that great song, Ubi Caritas et Amor, which... That we'll hear tonight. Yes, Holy Thursday, during the Manatum, the washing of the feet, where charity and love are, that there is God in the midst. Um, it's beautiful, and that, mm-hmm. is a, that is a powerful reminder that by showing love to others, we are, we are being God-like. Love Amen. in its best and purest form of self-gift is God-like. Mm-hmm. And it's what we're all called to be. God is love. God is love. So when we live out, when we make that choice of putting other people first, when we make that choice of putting God first above all else, that is us imitating our maker in the best way. We're made in his image and likeness. We're made to be like him, to do things like him. And that's what love is. So, Amen. So do it. Love. Just go love. Just go love. Go wash someone's feet tonight. <laughs> then we, that is something that's kind of cool. Like I've seen people do that where they'll have like their family, they'll do it as a family thing. and just be It's like, a beautiful, I highly recommend that actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just find them. And then also do, pick someone. During these next few days, this week, pick someone that you, that you want to just show an act of love for. And yeah. Pick a day and be like, I'm going to do 10 acts of love for this person. Just put this person first in 10 little teeny ways. Start flexing that muscle. And don't look for them to do it back to you. That's not love. Just do it. And there's no expectation. No yeah. that. Jesus didn't die on the cross being like, I'm only doing this if you guys are going to say, you know, you're going to come to Mass. Do X, Y, Z. He did it anyway. He did it knowing that we would screw up. Yeah. He did it anyway. It's, it's, a, it's a gift. It's got to be a gift. So no strings attached. All right, friends. Happy Easter. Get to Mass. Get to the, all the Triduum stuff we got going on. See our parish website for all the uh, schedules and all that jazz. And Last year we did podcasts on each of these these days, so you can look back into uh, yeah. the old Ed Talks to really walk you through what happens. Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday's Easter Vigil, and then Easter Sunday. So happy Easter, and this is Ed Talks. We hope to inspire saints, to inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen.